Welcome back to a shiny new series of Spill the Dreams podcast. This episode is a very exciting one because we are chatting to the writer, artist, mentor, speaker, mental health advocate and Instagram guru, that is Penny Bell Jarrett. So I think we've got some bits and pieces we can be learning today. Before we get going, make sure you hit the subscribe button and check us out on Instagram at Spill the Dreams Podcast. Drop us a follow if you don't mind, Hans. Let's do it. First things first, Penny, where are you joining us from today? I'm calling in from New York. That's from the East Coast. <laughs> that is so wild. And you never told me why you were there. Um, I've been here since February last year. So I, I came, I was planning to be out here for a month um, and the first flight back that I had got cancelled right. um, because of the pandemic. And mm. then, um, yeah, and then the rest is just a historic adventure. Are I, you loving it though? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've been like hopping around. So I've stayed in quite a lot, like picture like before last year, mm. um, I hadn't been to America since I was a teenager. Mm. And now I've been here for like 14 months and I've stayed like loads of places, like Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, all part like different parts of Pennsylvania as well, New York and all different parts of New York. Do you have have friends and people in these places or are you literally going solo? You just uh, like Airbnb hopping. Oh my God, that's actually the dream. Mad. that's the whole dream i'm so happy for you You're coming back or is that it You're, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay I'm, I'm an american now no i'm joking no way oh, do you know when you um, might come back yeah yeah yeah. i just just i'm literally on uh as the lord leads vibe nice. whatever will be will be yeah so i'm <sighs> going with it that's how i want to channel my life that's how i want to channel that sounds so good <laughs> so i've had to write a list of everything that you're doing usually first question is the easiest you're just like oh tell us what you're doing but you're doing so much. You're doing the most. So here we go. You're a writer, artist, mentor, speaker, mental health advocate, Instagram queen. Have I missed anything? Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> that summarized it? Yeah. God. So it's um it's that's just this sound it like when I hear when anyone asks what I'm doing and I say I've been focusing on something for a little while, like I've been painting a lot and I'm like in artist mode or I've been like having a really busy week with mentoring calls and I'm in mental mode. I kind of hyper-focus on that thing for a while and mm. I forget the other things I do. So when anyone brings it up, I'm like, this is Damn. so ADHD. You're a busy woman. <laughs> so like from the top though, what came first? Like what made you decide like, look, I'm not going to just stay in one lane. I'm going to do everything that I want to do. It's It's all the same kind of lane though, if you think about it. So... I want, so my goal was to be a life coach. Well, not my goal, but at the time Mm. I was working full-time doing business development. So I worked as a business development manager and I was training to be a life coach because I, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I naturally. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I'd had coaches before and, you know, I'd Mm. led groups at church and different places. And I knew that this is where my strength is. Mm. And it's definitely, um, I'm really passionate about helping people understand themselves and, and um, get free from things that, prevent them being who they're meant to be, you know? Because yeah. we will go through it. I went through a lot as a young girl and a young mm. woman. And, and so I 
yeah, I saw, I saw the things that could block us so easily and I wanted to help people become free from those things. And then I got diagnosed with ADHD at 30, mm-hmm. which At was, 30? Yeah. Oh so my like, gosh. Big adult. Yeah, big adult. for sure. Yeah, so that was four years ago. And I, um, yeah, I, I just, even then I knew, like I'd, I hadn't heard anything about mental health in a normal way. Mm. I was going to see a doctor because I thought I had hormone imbalance. Oh. I just knew that I was feeling different. Yeah, that must've took you by surprise. Yeah, so <laughs> when I found out that, I didn't even know adult ADHD was a thing. I didn't even know adults could have it. Yeah, from not the, really. You, know, you don't hear much about it, do you? No, and from the things that you do hear, it's like a school, it's like a school thing, almost like a, yeah. a little a little school. Exactly that. Yeah, like a germ, um, it, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. You're right, you're right. So that happened, and then like, did that impact anything since then? Um, it, yeah, well, it changed everything because I realised that you know, I saw ADHD as a bad thing, as I was just saying, like, it felt like some bad thing that people get in school. Mm. And so I, when I realized just how common it was and how prevalent it had been in my life and how clearly, it, you know, I was struggling with it and, and, you know, not understanding it, I realized that nowhere that I'd worked or studied had a healthy conversation around mental health. So mm. I wanted to make that happen. So I started to do a lot of things around raising awareness. Um, I started to create um, packages and courses for people that specifically want to have an understanding around their mental health and, nice. and not necessarily, you know, fighting or combating mental health conditions, but just understanding what's going on and yeah. just how, you know, how manageable all of these things can be because mm-hmm. I was doing loads of research trying to understand it all um and so yeah and then that led to being asked to speak at events and and mm-hmm. I started writing a blog to help you know just like a journal like just yeah. share what I was going through and so I'd find journal entries from before my diagnosis and be like looking at it like well this was a day where I was struggling with and I'd identify it as a symptom. This makes sense now. <laughs> exactly. So I would share the um, journal prompt, the journal um, entry, and then some information on what that symptom is and how to manage it. So I was, wow. yeah, I was blogging, and then yeah, I, I just started. Yeah, people started yeah. calling me and asking me to come and talk about it. So one thing led to another. So I guess like before you were diagnosed, were you heading in this direction anyway? So then this just helped to like bolster it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, before, before even the coaching, um, I wanted to, I studied professional and creative writing at uni because I wanted to write books that helped people. Mm. When I was a teenager, I'd, I, I, like, I'd lived in a dysfunctional home and I'd gone through a lot of difficult things. And I found that there was um, certain books, now, now they're, they're commonly known as self-help books, mm. I guess. But then it was like, I'd never I only used to read fiction so right okay books yeah where people were sharing their story and telling you how to overcome stuff that they overcome I knew that this is what I, I loved writing anyway yeah it came actually to me and I knew that this is what I wanted to do so um but I didn't finish uni um and now I look back it was because I was displaying struggling and grappling with all these mm. mental health symptoms that I just thought were weird things about me 
like I couldn't concentrate I couldn't get in on time and there was just so much blocking me and I bet there are symptoms like that people can literally interpret as all kinds of things people can say like oh it's lazy all that kind of stuff but then to actually get the diagnosis and be like no I'm not lazy I'm not just not trying like this is this is me (laughs) like that must be nice the clarity right yeah the clarity was so liberating but when you're paying for your education and you are so excited about your course but you still can't get up and like not even get up in the morning but you just can't put that into action and it's like why am I being my own worst enemy this is like my joy I want to be here I'm finding it easy why am I just drifting off in lessons and you know and and so I just thought uni wasn't for me Mm. and so I tried again I left and tried again and I did that did you yeah 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 I um back and forth I I started again a few times because I just thought maybe I'm in a I was going through a lot of stuff personally Mm. I thought maybe it's that Mm. Um, and then because I didn't finish I just thought I couldn't write like okay so my dream of being a writer is dead because to be a writer you have to go uni Mm. so when I got diagnosed with um, ADHD and I started writing a blog um, you know and it's funny because on my course there was a a module called blog you know blogging yeah yeah. I I obviously didn't make it to that one Um, need it girl look at you now you know, but I just, mm-hmm. I lost all confidence by not finishing uni. And um, okay. and I initially wanted to write books about the things I'd struggled with as a teenager, like eating disorders and loss and stuff like that. And then it started, it turned out that the first, you know, bits of writing that I did and publicly, you know, published were about mental health. So. Wow. See, although it's obviously horrible for you that you wasn't able to finish uni, it's actually kind of nice for people looking on to know that you don't need to go. Like some people don't want to go, they can't afford to go. So it's not necessary to go uni to follow your kind of path. Is there any kind of qualification? I guess with if you want to be a mental health ad- advocate, for example, you can't just do it, right? You is yeah. there back you can. To be an advocate, you're just you're just passionate about a cause and you're trying to, you know, a a cause that isn't normalized. That's what advocates do. They advocate for something that is not given enough attention. Yeah, so so anyone can be an advocate for anything that they care about and like, and they wanna normalize. I wanna be, I wanna make it so that mental health isn't something that we need advocates for. You don't need advocates for physical health. Oh, I'm a physical health advocate. (laughs) No. No, you're so right. Okay, you know? so there's no qualifications needed. You just need a passion and then you can roll with it. Advocacy, you mm. to, 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 to talk about and, and support and share information on something that you care about in any field. You just have to have a genuine care. You can advocate for it. For you to be, um, you know, for you to be a life coach, you, you have to, you know, study whatever it is. If mm. you don't have lived experience where... I would say if there's something that you have lived experience lived experience in, all you have to do is get certified as a life coach. You yeah. could have um, lived experience in, like you, for instance, starting and you know starting a amazing podcast, and you know do Split. that could be that could be your thing. You know you yeah. could you could have you know begging you to sponsor your um, podcast, and and people are going to want to know how you got to that point. You could end yeah. up being a coach, coaching people to that because that's what yeah. you you know that's your lived experience. You just yeah have to no be a certified life coach to do that. Um, but yeah, you can. The the thing is, is I had so many limiting beliefs stuck on me because of my childhood, coming from again, like I said, 
a household that was a bit dysfunctional, a lot dysfunctional, a bit, a lot dysfunctional. Um, and so there were there were stigmas that I like. I didn't think it would be possible for me to do what whatever I dreamed to do and help mm. people and free people without me having to go uni like and do another course here another course oh I want to do the books so I've got that course now I want to help people I've got to do this course no you just yeah. do what it is you're called to do and you don't have to go uni to do it no way if you've got lived experience you could do it right now oh this but is what I was hoping you were going to say this just brings yeah. so much like hope to so many people including me because everything and nothing's out of reach but some things feel like confusing to get there so the fact that there's a way of doing anything without doing the straight and narrow route and like your kind of thing, they don't teach it in school. Like I had never heard of like some of these things a couple of years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to know what you want to do and how to get there when there's not really anyone telling you. Yeah. So- you, you literally like there's, there's some lovely young women that I'm mentoring at the moment and just, just, you know, they're going through transitions as well. And the thing that I always say to them is what you, whatever your dream is, if it's your dream to work for Nickelodeon, for instance. Nice. Um, nice choice. I like one that. Of mine, one of mine. <laughs> um, and, and you, and, and this is me probably preaching to myself because I've never actually voiced that like that. But if you want to work for Nickelodeon, contact them yeah work for them for free Mm -hmm. you want to write books start with a blog practice you want to be a published writer have an editorial in a magazine approach magazines and ask if you can write for them for free just just do what you want to do for be happy if it's something that you you know we want to get to a point where we're doing something that we love I know not everyone feels like they have access to that luxury and I know that a lot of the jobs that we do, which can help people aren't always lovable and like the most enjoyable, mm. but they are important. But if you can find a way of doing, you know, getting to, um, you know, creating something or doing something which is directly attached to your passion and the thing that makes you really, you know, feel alive, mm-hmm. then do it for free. Start yeah. doing it for free. You have to. I, it's, that's the toughest bit I find. Like for me, I was working full time. As soon as I left school, I was just like, okay, I'm going to be a big boss in London. Just go straight in doing random stuff. I was a data analyst, even though I can't add. Uh, I didn't oh, PR, boss. Just a London boss. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and you're just like, I want to wear the, the power suit and just go in there and work. Um, but like, there's no passion in that. And then once you've got that salary coming in, then there's the hard part of like, oh no. I want to follow my dreams and I'm already like using that money and how do I sacrifice it? But dreams are worth following. So many people say, Oh, I can't just quit. It's like, why not? Obviously there's people do have reasons as you say, but you've just got to weigh up the happiness that will bring you. Right. And just go with what feels right. An hour a day investing in it. So if it is that you want to um, say, I don't know, you want to be a singer but you're currently a data analyst manager, top dog, earning 100 yeah. grand a year. Do you know what I mean? Big money, big money. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's always a way. That's good. That's good to you know. So I'm on it every day. You yeah. practice. You put your, you want to be a singer? You practice. You put your videos up on YouTube. You just do that in your free time and the doors will open for you in perfect timing. It's it will. Nice. Mm. Good. You're giving me all the hope and 
faith that I need. So in terms of being creative, you're obviously so creative with everything you do. It seems you can probably hear my dog barking in the background. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) You're so creative with everything you do. Like, how do you maintain that? Because it's hard, especially in the Panny D with the gray skies out there as well. How do we keep it going and keep it flowing? It's it's actually like, for me, um, there are times where I don't have a desire. I don't have a desire to see paint or get my Sharpies out or, you know, but I'm always like, for instance, even here, just next to me right now, like I've got a massive pencil case, not one pen's probably black, but even just writing in my journal, I use about four colors per entry. It's colors make me happy. They make me feel calm. They, um, the gray sky wouldn't really count. It doesn't really seem gray when colors around. So that is something that is more of a tool for me to be able to cope with that. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Do you know what okay. I mean? So yeah. we've got to bring into our lives the things that make us creative. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I hadn't thought of it like that. Because well, you sometimes can block. you can be surrounded by paint and what, all the things, your, whatever your creative outlet is, it could mm. be in front of you, it could be around you, and you're just not in the mood. Um, and that's fine. That is so fine. You just have to be patient with yourself. And sometimes if you feel like, oh, I don't have that rush of inspiration I normally do before I pick up my paints or pick up my guitar. Mm. um, Sometimes you don't have to have that, but just pick it up. And then you'll, you know, it's a different vibe. Yeah, what happens with me is I find that I create different kind of art or different kind of, I produce different kind of art or writing when I'm not in the direct mood, but I do feel like it, if that makes sense. Like I'm not yeah. necessarily feeling like, whoa, I've got loads in me, get it out. But I do think mm, I need to. So, yeah. and, and when you don't, when you don't, you, there's no pressure. There's no pressure, I, I don't think. And if you're a creative person, then you just sprinkle it everywhere you go. That's just, it. That's yeah. how I feel. Sometimes you just don't think you're feeling it. But then for me, like, for example, pick up the mic, do some show plans. I'm like, oh, I really just want to be watching my YouTubes. But then when it's there, you get talking to yourself or doing, you know, whatever normal people yeah. do, then not talking to themselves. It just happens and you just enjoy it and your passion comes out. Exactly. Oh, no. it's, um, we, we're a lot more capable than we think. And a lot of the time we go by moods and feelings and they're not always accurate. Like sometimes I can have like one of these, like a Zoom or a live and I am this, it wasn't today by the way, but sometimes I'm mm-hmm. this close to canceling, but I'm Very aware close. that it's too last minute. Cause I just feel like I'm on about 3% battery and I'm like, how are they gonna think I'm so boring? They're gonna just be like, turn it up. But as soon as I get on it, I just, it comes. That's just it. Natural for humans though, isn't it? Just nice to see people. Although where you are now, what's, what's it looking like in terms of lockdowns? There hasn't been one for ages. So, so when, and I don't mean to, uh, I don't want to get the jealousy juice flowing. Oh, it's already but, here. Oh. But um, there hasn't been one for a long time. There hasn't been a lockdown okay. here for a long time. So, but, there are, but everyone's still cautious. Like, I don't know if in England, everyone has to wear a mask on the street, but here in New York- You have everyone, to wear it on the street? In New York, they do. Um, what like you have to or it's just out of like courtesy I don't know if there's like a memo that I'm missing because I don't watch the news but <laughs> everyone does. Girl, I couldn't tell you what's going yeah. on outside I'm wearing news. it and I'm like um <laughs> all like looking at me like yeah but but it's just because I didn't I didn't know but in Pennsylvania um where I was just before so insane yeah, it's all this no one no one's really bothered no one's no. Really, not bothered it's not that they're not bothered 
because that sounds rude but I mean they are they're over it yeah and it's not being spoken about here and I guess that's because the numbers haven't been rising so I didn't mean that they're not bothered but they don't seem as you know yeah no I Um, feel you it is about numbers it's about what the news are telling us about numbers as well so here I think there was like a a, we're all good kind of nice I'm waiting for that message still hopefully and then you can come back and enjoy life here as well no enjoy some loving in London yeah it's nice that you can pick up your career and take it anywhere it seems is that actually how it is yeah yeah yeah, it's all it's all online um I even I do like before I came here I started doing regular talks at schools and um shops with young people which is another one of my my um passions is to work with children and help Mm. children um and and they all got cancelled like I left my job like what I was going to say is if you do have a a nine to five Mm. um a a leap of faith is a beautiful thing it 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 does the hot water really does you know it does bring out some tea but um but you do have to it depends on who you are and how you are and you know yourself um and your living situation stuff you've got to be careful so I wouldn't dive out of my job unless you Mm. live with people that are going to support you while yeah, you do exactly. that um but I I did because I had loads of work lined up so I was like you know what? oh nice uh, and Look it at all you. got cancelled oh all of but, it I know oh, but the good thing is Look at you now. It, it can move to so the good thing is is that just doing talks at schools and doing things like that they're they're doing stuff virtually so I can yeah. um I can yeah starting to pick back up that's which a- is good That's one good thing about the pandemic. I feel like it's leveled out the playing field for so many people in so many different, like, for example, with radio, whereas like you had to before get access to the studios, get in with all the contacts. Now, everyone, if you've got a mic, then you you can be a radio presenter. Everyone's doing it from home. So yeah, that I feel like if anything's come out of this whole thing, it's opened up opportunities in that anyone could do anything from a laptop right now. So that's a good thing. So I was looking in your credits on your site. You've got loads of big names in there, including BBC Ideas. I saw some of them videos you did. How did that come about? Um, That came about through um, a lovely lady that I worked with. She approached me from reading my blog. Um, And I think she had like suspicions that she had ADHD herself. So reading another woman talking about it, not a woman talking about her kids with it, which is Mm. normally what you find when you're researching. Um, She was just like, can we, would you be interested in doing a short documentary about this for BBC? I work for BBC and yeah. And that- Were you just like, yes? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yeah, why not? And it was just, yeah, they came around my house and it was really fun, yeah. So all things like that, all perks of like, what you're doing I guess because like someone that say okay I want to do documentaries like that do you think it's the like men- being a mental health advocate that's what got you into that position rather than yeah. just being a presenter for example you know yeah because I am I'm not a presenter mm. so I just care about something and I talk about it a lot mm. and other people want to hear it so it's um I guess it's one of those things where if you do you know if you are somebody that wants to be a presenter but you know pitching yourself as a presenter is just sounding like what everyone does Mm. like when you know when you're a presenter trying to think of ideas for a documentary it can 
you know, there could be loads of people doing that. But if you yeah. really do sit down and ask yourself, what do you care about? What change do you want to see in this world? And I know it sounds so fluffy, like get your arms out and hug the tree, which is grateful, by the way. Um, <laughs> even though it sounds like that, it's true. What, even if you say that the change I want is that I want computer games to all be hands-free. Even if it's that, yeah. for instance, and you care enough to dig deep and see if it could happen and test it out and... That, that could, it, your best self will come out. And I, I look back on some of these things that I do and some of these like filmed things, I'm like, I clearly weren't in the mood that day, looking orcs, but it's not what I'm there for, do you know what I mean? I'm like, That's oh, the thing, I feel like the you ritual. know, you know when you're in the right place doing the right thing, you can feel yeah, it inside you. You just think about yourself before you had the information that you have. Think about the people that are going through similar mm. and give it to them. Give yeah. them, yeah, talk about it. I wished people talked about it. I wish somebody said to me when I was like early 20s, you could have ADHD, this is what it looks like. Or even knowing that I'd been through trauma and saying you are presenting symptoms of someone that has unresolved trauma. Mm. It would have just been like, you know, I feel, I feel seen, I feel heard mm. and everyone wants that. Everyone wants to have an understanding of what they're going through, whether it's for themselves or the people that might think that they're weird, you know. Yeah. We all go through things where we're like, I've been struggling with that for years. That person must have thought I was a nutter. That person must have thought <laughs> pretty hard to get on with. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I just, you know, so be that. Like for me, if, if, if anyone's listening to this that has a cause or something that they are, they are struggling with, you don't know. And I know it's hard to just say, cause I, I wanted to write books way before my mental health diagnosis, but I was ashamed. I didn't want to tell people I struggled with eating disorders cause I didn't want them to think I was like obsessed with myself. And, yeah, and that's horrible that you had to feel like that, you know? Yeah, but I wanted to support women that go through it, but I weren't ready to talk about it. I didn't want to tell people that my mum had died when I was young through drugs I didn't want mm. people to look at me like I was down and out and and some you know like from shameless or something but that that was the truth that was my story and, and mm. I weren't ready to talk about it because I was so ashamed of everything that I'd gone through mm. and it wasn't until I'd had like a mental health diagnosis that a doctor had said this is that I just stood up and went how many other women are going through this no I've got to speak loud and it took there was no shame I was not ashamed at all of that Yes. Because, you know I, I we need aware. people like you I was aware other people were going for it though the other things I had loads of shame attached because I felt like no no one else would have gone through it how I did you know and mm. yeah so if you do if any, if you or anyone listening has a cause or has a story or has been through something and they they don't want anyone else to contemplate sharing your story because that could empower people to share yeah. theirs and be free you know yeah the world okay. needs it Oh, it's amazing what you're doing. So I want to know then, this is actually my favorite part of the podcast is a day in the life. And yours is going to be very interesting because I can't imagine two days are the same in the life of Penny Bell. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, so from the top, like, first of all, we're living in New York right now. Yeah. How long is that for? Do we know? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I've, I've had this place for another two weeks, I think. So I've booked it for a month. Nice. So but I'm definitely going to stay here another month at least. Oh, um, okay. okay, anyway, so you just get me too excited. Okay, so you're living in New York. You're waking up what time of day? I wake up between five and six. A.M. Yeah, early. Yeah, <laughs> what choice? You're like, hey, hey. A.M. Um, okay. But you know what? I have been going to sleep 
a lot earlier uh, mm. because I've been like trying to be healthier and eating earlier, but because I associate food with like sleeping after. Oh yeah. When, you know, cause I used to eat dinner quite late, like really late, like sometimes 10 or 11, which is Ooh, really too late, too late. Food. Yeah. So I used to eat dinner late. So now my body still hasn't adjusted to when I decide to eat at six, it's not time to lie down after. <laughs> <laughs> why not if your body wants to lay let lay I definite time of restoration so a day in the life is a lot a lot um yeah so I'd, I'd get up hopefully before nine I'd have gone out for either a power walk or a semi jog okay you know, nice try to do that for at least get the endorphins point. in yeah and just uh yeah just get myself ready for the day and then um yeah could have a couple of mentoring calls. I haven't been painting for like at least a month. So there's no That's paint at the moment. Yeah. So um, is most the bulk of your time these days taken up by mentoring? Mentoring, coaching, um, and like filming stuff for different companies around mental health. So it's all consultancy basically. So like mental health consultancy, giving, you know, little lives and talks. Yeah, mainly just talking about mental health or coaching the mental Your health. voice is very clear and crisp considering how much you'd be talking all the time. Like I would run out of voice. Yeah. If I was doing your job. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't I haven't I haven't lost my voice in ages. I'm gonna touch wood right here. Okay, so you do a couple of calls and then does that take you through to, like the whole day on different calls, different recordings? Um, I usually finish my it's so different every day. I, so for instance, after this, I'm going to probably spend a little bit of time faffing around listening to music. Nice. And then, and then an hour after I've got a live on Instagram. Yeah. Straight after that, I've got a mentoring call. Um, straight after that, I've got four proposals to send via email, you know, stuff like that. And, okay. um, and also I host an online community where I do like, it's like group coaching, you know, challenges to help improve our mental health. And so nice. I have to create lots of content for that. I don't have any like um, any specific social media content that I have to do. But mm-hmm. I have little things that I plan, you know. That Your I Insta want- is popping. That's another thing I was going to ask. How do you make time for that? And like, how is it going so well? <laughs> Lately, I've been reposting a lot of my old stuff because I haven't been in the mood to film. So, Thanks. and I've also got like content, but I, I haven't been in the mood to edit it. So I get quite stressed when that happens because I feel like I've been like consistent Karen for a while. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just have no desire to even turn a ring light on mm-hmm. I feel and you. so yeah so when times like that happen I just go back to like three years ago on Insta see if I have anything relevant um or anything that's that so I'm cool. relating to now and I just use the repost app and repost it on my own page that is very very clever that is it's, so clever it's all, it's all like I've for the past say four to five years maybe even more I've been on a journey of self-development and and healing so I've shared a lot of it online and it's all very relevant. Like things come back around. So yeah. the stuff that I post sometimes that's a repost, I'm like, oh, I needed this today. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, 100%. And you know, your audience probably, I mean, it's growing by the day. So more people get to see more stuff you're posting. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds like you've got a plan. So lose gems just because you passed it, posted it three years ago. Get that yeah. back. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> outfits, you know. You know them ones that you write at the back of your wardrobe. You're like, okay, actually, yeah. can make cool. it work. Exactly. Exactly. 
Oh, nice. So you've got your Instagram done. You've done all your work stuff. Is there anything else work-wise that's, that pops up often? Um, doing like little in, like p- posts on Instagram and stuff for other companies or um, like uh, sometimes I do for like insurance companies and different different companies might ask me to do like a talk on mental health. Yeah, nice. So they bring you in as yeah. a guest. Yeah, just like they might have like a, a group of people then they want to encourage mindfulness or, you know, different things. So uh, you're the kind of people I looked forward to back in my office days. People like you come in, I'd be just sitting there like, yes, an hour in the afternoon just for me to enjoy. Oh, nice. I'm writing a lot at the moment. I've got a couple of books simmering. So Ooh. I'm doing a lot of writing. So yeah. Simmering. I feel like you're, you're downplaying it. Just, just a couple of books simmering in the corner. I haven't, I haven't, wow. um, I've start. I started them in 2000, like I started, you know, I, I came up with the, I am actually going to publish a book in 2019. So okay. it, it started to evolve into like several books and oh I haven't God. been able to really draw into one mm-hmm. great distracted, uh, a great example well, of distractibility. But still, the now. books are young and don't forget last year didn't count. So really them books are very, very young. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was, everything paused. So you're yeah, right. It did. It did. Oh my God. That is so exciting. And you're having time to write multiple books alongside all of this, but you, you're passionate, right? That's why you're making it work. And, and like an example is a lot of the stuff that I'm including in my book, I've already got the content. I've already got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm writing a book, there's a book I'm writing on ADHD. I've got blog posts and blog posts about ADHD. Some that were That's never true. published. They're all getting flung in. Mm. so it's Perfect. you know it's everything in one place so a lot yeah. of it isn't me having to f- come up with fresh stuff but mm. um but I do have to at times and I get I get stuck like I'm saying all this stuff but there are days where I have one call and I feel like I've had a 19 hour day and I'm like <gasps> someone yeah. <get> <laughs> do you know what I mean and I've had one call not even yeah. on zoom so I couldn't lie down not even camera <laughs> no everyone has them days especially yeah. with the last year we've had I just feel like we need to not be hard on ourselves. If there's an off day, sometimes off week in my case, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it sounds like your days are enjoyable. Like yeah. I'm, I am jealous. I am kind of jealous, yeah. but yeah. You, you're working hard to make it work. So another thing I wanted to ask you is about your personal brand. It's so clear who you are, what you stand for. And if people are wanting to develop their personal brand, like where do they begin? I, I, I'm not actually a branding specialist or anything like that. What I've found, and I, and I do get tempted to like pick a theme sometimes and, you know, really be strategic with what I post, but I just, I love, I love colors. P- pastel colors are what I love the most. So I will always have a sprinkle. So the look, I guess, will be like that. But, um, but yeah, everything that I do is, is around feeling good and doing things that work towards better in your mental health or reducing mental health yes. you know, symptoms. And don't have to be like a mental health issue. The things that I put out will all be around building up self-esteem, mm-hmm. making your eyes happy. So I might just put a picture of my cat or, you know, nice. it's just, I don't really feel like I have a branding strategy and, and I am tempted to sometimes think about it. So I might not even be able to answer this question good, but I think just be yourself. If you've mm. got a specific, if you think that your, you know, your, your natural self is not the kind of stuff you want to be posting, then 
I don't know. I don't know how to advise around branding because I just post my own. I just post stuff that I do and stuff that I like. I guess it can get for me distracting by trying to be too. And I'm I'm thinking branding on like you know the look. Yeah. And I know you're probably talking about deeper than that, but everything, yeah, it's just be yourself. Yeah, just be yourself. If if you know that you want people to feel good when they come on your page, you're gonna put color on there, or you're gonna put like things that make you feel good. And even if it's just if 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 you're if you if you want to give value to people and you want to you know give yourself in a way that makes people feel good and hopeful, then just just document what you do I've heard someone I think Gary V saying this like document what you do and share it and if you're not doing anything that feels good look around and find stuff and share Mm -hmm. if if you feel led but again just post stuff you want to see see it as you know memories but also it's it's hard it's hard because I don't I don't I don't I can't I can't answer that because I have never had a branding meeting or yeah understood it I it's just crazy because you're doing it so well but you don't even know what you're doing yeah I, I appreciate that I I like yeah I do sometimes think about what it would look like if someone comes onto my page that hasn't seen it before mm. and I want them to feel uplifted and I want it to have like a fun you feel. know you succeeded at that Your yeah that's what I think about myself coming on there and I love colors but um but there are times when I overthink about you know, there's times where you can lose followers and you think, what was the last thing I posted? Well, I won't be posting nothing like that again. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, stop. This is not what it's about here. Rewind. You can get caught up. Yeah, you can get caught <laughs> up and, and then you start to lose yourself a little bit. So mm. having regular breaks on social media, when all of that stuff starts to control your mm. uh, your content and stuff, just, yeah, just be yourself. Yeah. You're, you are, like, what you've got is perfect for at least one person. And that's good enough. It's true. Beautiful, Mm. beautiful words. So (laughs) in terms of what you're doing now then, obviously you're so happy with what you're doing, but do you have like a career goal, like an overall goal? You're like, wow, if I could one day do this, then that's it, life complete. Yeah, I'm going to have, I'm very much speaking this out. I'm going to have like a ranch or a farm, which is also like a, transition home for people that are coming out of foster care and going into independent living so you took me have... surprised there I was that obviously that was a beautiful answer but I just didn't see it coming oh yeah yeah so wow. it's gonna be like uh I don't want to say it, it, it's I don't want to say children's home mm. um I will have lots of children that I've adopted and stuff so it'll be full of children and young adults oh. but the age like the, the the people that I will be what you know working with directly Mm. and it will all be in my own home vibe do you know what I mean so it'll be like a massive ranch picture like a massive farm with loads of buildings and um and it's specifically to show family life and love and equip young people coming out of foster care into their own lives and they'll be like forests and animals and it sounds like nuts but it can happen it can happen. It's not nuts. I'm ready yeah. for the day. One day it's going to pop up on social media. I'm going to be like replaying this part of the podcast so many times. <laughs> Honestly, you're speaking it into existence. I don't see why it wouldn't happen. So is that, I'm assuming because you're saying ranch, I'm picturing you staying out in America. I, I, I think I say ranch because when someone described, I used to say farm, but when someone else told me, um, about something similar they called it a ranch and I was like well, ranch going Sounds straight nice. on the vision board but um but yeah I could be here I could be 
there in England. I could be anywhere. I, I literally have just, I'm, I'm just like every day, Lord, you, you lead. Just nice. Well, I don't have anxiety on the journey, please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I did not see that coming, but that's amazing. And there can't be many people out there that are picturing it quite as you are. So it's just exciting to see what's going to come, yeah. isn't it? It is. It's going to be amazing. It, and I want to like, I want to create like a homeschooling curriculum and stuff like that. So I'll probably have like a homeschooling community that we all meet at, you know, the ranch. You might as well start doing this now because you know it's going to happen. So if you've got free time, you might as well start prepping, getting I all the details to. in place. Yeah. No, I need to. Yeah. For, speak it into right. existence. It's going to happen. Yeah. I've oh. actually got a goal setting session with one of my mentees today. So I'm going to do mine. Very. Yeah. I... <laughs> Every year I do myself a mood board, but this year I didn't. And every day I feel like I should. But it's just one of them things. You just got to make yourself do it. I feel like when the pictures are there and the words are there in front of you, it just start, just start with a written list. Yeah. Just write it. And then you'll you'll see that and then you'll want to see it in physical, you yeah. know, imagery. Ooh. I'm just going to write mine down, but I'm going to write myself like a letter of commitment. Oh. <gasps> That yeah. sounds better than the cut and paste job I was going to do on Word Art after this. Imagine, dear Penny, it should be 2025 by now. Where's your ranch, girl? <laughs> Where's ranch at? Can't see any animals with the kids. Where's your ranch, girl? Oh, so specific with them goals as well. Okay, so my final question for you today, if you could speak to 12-year-old Penny, giving one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I... 12 year old let me think where I was oh stay away from boys to your (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that should be the whole the whole world goal right now I know I I think and I know this sounds like it's um you know there's telling telling a 12 year old me that I am enough and that I what people's you know how people think about me does not define me and also that I'm loved these are three things that if a young woman doesn't know these things or any young person if they don't know that they're loved that they are full of goodness that the world needs and that other people's opinions do not affect them as a person if they don't know that and it's hard to if your parents if, if children's parents aren't putting this into them yeah. in different ways then it's it's um it causes a lot of turmoil for mm. a teenager and that's just before the teenagers so yeah I just I wish it was stop worrying about what you look like as well loads loads that's <laughs> when my eating disorders started like just oh, I just see, that's to- that's why I say 12 because that's the time I feel like it's all happening yeah like it's the most stressful time so yeah no, I would just yeah but um, it was all about just understanding your worth away from wanting to be accepted. I know we don't want to be lonely and we all want to be loved, but you're, you know, you are loved, you're loved already and you could, yeah. you've got the goodness in you. So I'd just say that, but I wouldn't believe myself. So I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>